You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream, you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm going to have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! <laughs> Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around and come and fly away with me, your host, Jeremy, the spider pan of the Neverland podcast, as we're going to grab our happiest thought and fly away to the Neverland for, once again, uh, probably a shorter show than what you might expect from us, because I did use up a lot of our data with that shenanigan of a extravaganza that we call the New Year's Eve year in review of 2017 Uh, so we have to kind of keep the show a little bit short this week but we're going to have some fun I sat down well stood up rather in the studio with Professor Shannon Johnson I believe he's also got his doctorate so we should call him Dr. Johnson Uh, he is one of my professors at the University of Central Missouri he recently had a trip to Walt Disney World and I had a pretty good conversation with him in the studio I think there's even more stories he could tell that we didn't even dive into but I thought you would enjoy that so uh, that's pretty much what we have for the show today so sit back relax and enjoy to disney and beyond all right so it's time to have another trip report and we don't often get to hear anybody from walt disney world mainly because eric always gets to go to disneyland so we last time we heard anybody from walt disney world was when pandora opened we had an old friend of mine who had went and told us all about that and about our experience but i've actually never been down there during christmas time but one of my professors here at the University of Central Missouri, who is going to work on my diction and my voice this year, so if I start sounding better in the show, we're going to blame him. So we'll give you some credit for that. Well, thank you. <laughs> but we're here with Professor Shannon Johnson, who just came back. We've become a family tradition to oh. head down uh, over uh, Christmas and spend approximately two weeks at our home in Florida. It's been a couple years since we visited the Disney parks. Uh, our kids have gotten older. We'd, we'd kind of seen everything that we'd seen. And now with some of the new additions, uh, the kids wanted to go back because we watched the construction going on. Ah, yeah. And so uh, we wanted to go back and see what new additions and changes they had made to some of the rides, uh, some of our favorites, as well as some of the new ones with the, the part of the new fantasy land that got expanded and to oh. town that got moved. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was fun for us to... Uh, we've been there... 24, 25 times. We used to go a couple times a year when the kids were small. So uh, I won't say the thrill is gone. It's always fun. Yeah. But with some of the new additions and then with what's going to happen with Disney Studios and the whole Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, we're looking forward to that. And, and then the Animal Kingdom where they've they finally have been populating rides there. We watched the Yeti ride being built. Wow. Um, that was we, a long time ago. Yeah. So 
it's, it's starting to become exciting again because of some of the additions and expansions that the park has had. Uh, did you get a chance to kind of see any of the construction for Toy Story Land over in Hollywood Studios? Uh, we did. Uh, you're able to see that when you're coming in. We went over to the Disney Springs a couple of different times. Uh, forgot to buy something in the park and was like, oh, <laughs> hey, we can go over there and grab that. Or sure. th- they have lots of shops and eateries and things like that. So we always go through and uh, it's always fun to look at the, see what new Lego uh, land uh, character they built there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can see in on the, and I say new, they've been developing it the last decade, this new interstate system that they have between parks there where it used to get off the 4, the 129, and it would take you to the Magic Kingdom or it would take you to the MGM Disney Studios as it was yeah, at the time. Disney Hollywood Studios now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it would take you to specific. Now, once you're on property, you can traverse through highways that they're building and have built and get along on five, six-lane roads between parks now. So once you get on the Disney property, you've got expressways to go, and you can mm-hmm. see a lot of this new construction from the backside as it's as it's being built for for Toy Story. Did you get to see anything for the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge no, popping no. up? Are they hiding it from the highway? Yeah, it's it's buried back in the back. Of course, part. it is. But I have been told. Um, there's uh, not too far from our house. They they offer a helicopter ride, and for twenty five dollars, you you get within eye shot of that. <laughs> for a hundred and twenty five, they'll take you over the park <laughs> property, so you can actually see it from that. But for the uh, twenty five dollar or the fifteen dollar ride, you can just kind of see the the uh, um, oh the big ball in in Epcot the. Uh, uh, spaceship Earth. Thank you. Uh, you can kind of see that from that distance, but 25, they take you right up to the Disney property, and you can see where the where we're at in the park. They're doing the construction for it. Yeah. So, but we didn't do that this time. And we've heard some exciting things with Star Tours. The ending of Star Tours is now going to go to Batu at the end, which is the planet that you're going to be arriving at Galaxy's Edge. You're supposed to be able to walk right off of Star Tours and onto Batu and be in the area so it'll be a little more realistic more feel like you really flew to another planet and be completely submerged into this so very cool i'm gonna have to wait a few years before they really kind of let it settle down a little bit before i because i'm it's just gonna be such a big seller there's no way you're gonna get in it will it will probably rival what harry potter did for the universal and we made that mistake uh year one of you know second month it was open and we spent a better part of a day just trying to get into it. You waited in a queue just to get into mm. that uh, area of the park. And I, I suspect that that will have the very same results. So it probably won't be early on when we yeah. attempt to do that. But it will be a nice addition, and I think it'll be a big... And that, and I suspect part of that uh, roadway and infrastructure they're putting in is to accommodate. Yeah. Uh, because you see new parking lots being built. Yeah. Um, to that influx that they think that that particular park will have. Yeah, as Disneyland has been doing the same preparations, new resorts, new parking structures, got rid of a sandwich shop that everybody's kind of upset about. But, uh, yeah, they're definitely preparing. And hopefully that's going to deflect a little bit of it because people are going to have a choice if they want to see it to go to Disneyland or Walt Disney World. So maybe it won't be quite as bad, but it probably will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there will be park enthusiasts that I think, you know, I've got to see it in every park. Yes. And we ran into a number of international visitors who were checking Disney World off the list. They had flown out of China. Wow. They had hit uh, Disney World, or excuse me, Disneyland. They were now in Disney World. 
they were going to go to Europe, catch catch the parks. So they were they were literally this the vacation was about a tour of the world of the parks. Woo. So I, I think I think you know it will initially help you know divide and conquer the audiences. But I think as time will go on, they will stay steady because people will, well, let's go see what that one has to offer. Yeah. Because there are subtle differences. Yeah. And uh, just... If you've been to one park, you want to go to all of them. Right. So... Oh, yeah. And I still want to see Shanghai, just mainly for the Tron ride. I would like to get a look at it before they build it, which I don't think that they've partitioned anything off quite yet. We're expecting it's going to be around Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom. Right. I don't know if they've marked anything down. No. No, no indication no, yet. No, no indication whatsoever. The student of mine who performed there uh, at the stage show, right outside of uh, the Pedway People Mover and Magic Wedway, or what? Yeah, Wedway. Yeah, thank you, thank you. They have a, a. It was a temporary stage that they made into a permanent stage there. Now we were looking around, uh, looking for you know. Because that would be the expansion area, because it goes mm-hmm. it goes over into the go karts to the left of Space Mountain. So, Autopia for the rest of us. Yes. <laughs> um, the so you know you're, you're kind of landlocked, so that would be the area to push out into. So, yeah. but we didn't see anything other than you know just things barricaded off. So yeah. So they told it us coming, but yeah, I guess we got to give them time to finish up Toy Story Land because you know it's going to be one attraction. I think they could start maybe building it while Star Wars is still getting developed here by 2019. Right. Because I don't know if it's going to take quite as long to build the Tron ride. You know, I, I've heard it's an indoor mostly, uh, so you're kind of in the dark and kind of in the world of Tron. That's pretty much what I've heard from what people have written on Shanghai. So right, the I will say that when you're on the uh, People Mover, that they do new ha- they do have new barricades, fencing, uh, call them wall partitions. They're very aesthetically pleasing, mm. but it masks that area that you used to be able to look over into. It looks more like a service area now, mm. which again makes you kind of lead up to thinking that I know there's they do some character. Uh, Buzz will come out. Uh, uh, Mike Wazowski will come out, and they'll do some character posing. Of course, it's it's between that and the Buzz Lightyear ride. Yeah. So it's it's that area, and uh, so it makes real easy for character entrances right there. But that's that's where I believe they would push that out into, which yeah. would make it great because it's already partitioned off. Yeah. They could build, and and they really don't have to say, "Hey, we're building anything here," like they normally do with the really nice walls and mm-hmm. you know stay tuned and you know a few hints of graphics of something that it may look like because it essentially is already walled off to the public yeah and just right flynn lives across it somewhere uh-huh. <laughs> just yep. to kind of tease us a little bit right uh now i have heard that they shut down uh i think it was called one man's dream i actually never got to see the attraction i think it was around in the hollywood studios i've recently found out disneyland actually has some of the setup from d23 that showed what galaxy's edge was going to look like now, there's going to probably be some differences between the Disneyland version and the Walt Disney World version. Did you find, like, maybe one man's dream, they might have had an opportunity to put the display out? Did you hear find anything about that? Didn't find anything about oh, that at all. So they're keeping it a secret. Yeah. Because oh, we really would like to see that. I'm kind of, I was kind of wondering if that display would have been put out there. I was, I was really surprised by the lack of, um, usually in years past, and, and it's been pretty, pretty heavy since 2000, that we've attended there. I go back to the early 80s. You know, I have a 15th anniversary shirt. Wow. Uh, from the park. Uh, usually there's, you know, uh, some teasers of some type. 
But even in like the Hall of Presidents, we didn't see the Trump bust. You usually see the bust of a president out there, and we didn't see the Trump bust. Did you get to go inside see the animatronic? Is that oh yeah. just opened yeah. that up? Yeah, it's 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 there. But usually the there's the modeling the bust? bust that they use for huh. the facial likeness. Uh, we saw Barack Obama there, and I don't know if it's if it's just because I mean we're a year in, and yeah. or not even not even a year in, if if will. Uh, yeah, it did but, take them a long time for these new updates too. Yeah, but you know the the, the but the president's represented there. So usually you, you know there's little things that we've seen in the past that we didn't see. So I don't mm-hmm. know if a, a new way of marketing or it's it's you know just the timeliness or or what. But yeah. So yeah, this being a brand new show, I haven't haven't actually watched any of the video online of the new president's show. I, the one I saw was back in 2009. I think it was. Pretty new after reopening with getting Obama in there. It was a fantastic show hosted by Morgan Freeman. Gave a lot of good history. I fear you've seen the last one you saw was probably around 2000. So no, no, we've we've seen it up through. It was two years. We've we've seen it since uh, Barack Obama was. So present. you did see the Obama yes. version. Okay, yeah. so now with this new version, what all has been added? What's new? Um, I wish I could really remember. It, yeah, because I, you know, if having apples to apples, you know, you know, mm-hmm. it'd been a few years. So you know, I, you know, went in, you know, we sat down. It was a hot day, so we went in, cooled off, enjoyed the show, you know, enjoyed the show. But I wasn't really listening for, you know, I, I listened to the the content, but I wasn't comparing it to going, oh, this is different. Uh, so it, I mean, it has a lot of similar attributes mm-hmm. to it. Um, they have a different, uh, maybe, uh, what was the theme of it? Because I remember when I went before with Obama, it was very much the themes of the uh, of the different presidents and how they've inspired us and the, with their leadership and all these different things. Did they kind of keep that theme or are they? More or less. It's about, you know, American freedoms. Yeah. You know, it was that, you know, you know, you get done and, you you know, it's that it whips everybody up into a fervor. You get a nice big applause. You know, it's mm-hmm. a big sense of, you know, Americana and, and, you know, American freedoms and patriotism. You know that's that's what you leave with. Yeah. So it's fairly you, you similar. You feel pretty good leaving yeah. there as an American. Yeah. Like, yes, I love my country. Right. I'm gonna go cry now and go to Epcot with the American dream there. Right. So you can really cry. So, wish there was some pretty great video. Did you get a chance to see this uh, in person? Oh, Voices of Liberty, I think it's called. They start doing Christmas carols over in Epcot and the uh, kind of American section. Did you get a chance no, to check it did, out? No, we did not. We so did not. What all was different though with Christmas? Well, I, you've seen it at Christmas before, but yeah, uh, it's. it's I mean, Christmas. Christmas is a magical time, uh, especially in the parks. Right. <laughs> the uh, whether you go to Disney Springs and shop, it, it's just amazing that. Uh, when Halloween is over, and a Halloween night is a very special night in Disney World. Uh, the, it requires two tickets. Park closes mm-hmm. early. You get your second ticket. You come in. They give away thousands of pounds of candy at, <laughs> yeah. at these different stops. And literally the next day, November 1, the park is Christmas. Mm-hmm. And the transformation is remarkable. You know, we we have, you know been there a number of times you know in the christmas season and you know this being no different the the one real new addition was the um, in front of cinderella's castle they have new um reserved seating standing mm-hmm. areas i've been hearing about that, that uh was a little bit different and i remember when they had the light up trees in there and you know really had an obstructed view but i also built them Remember when the show was over, you could walk right through the castle and and right into Fantasy or yeah, Fantasyland mm-hmm. at that point. 
you know, so now it's all permanently blocked off, which again gives you more, you know, things, more decorations, more, more trees, more garland, more, um, you know, festive boughs and bows of everywhere. Uh, but when you're walking up Main Street, it is it is just really cool. I mean, you you can picture Marceline, Missouri. You can picture the hometown of the you know the ideal you know Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's just gorgeous with the new technologies that are out there and LED uh, digital projection, yeah. uh, uh, laser projection. It was almost when Tinkerbell lights out of the castle at the end of the the show for the evening. It's almost she's almost upstaged by the castle itself now, with wow. all the projection and the uh, the cascading LED lights that are all over it. You're you're so absorbed in watching the castle, and, and this goes back to the Christmas decorations projected mm-hmm. all over the castle. That if you don't know Tink's coming out on the wire <laughs> and flying into Tomorrowland. Then you, because of all this, then you you totally miss that whole that whole moment in the in that uh, finality of the show. Was it difficult to be able to see the castle? Because I've I've heard some people have had trouble on Main Street with the new projections. Because there's they're such a focus now with projections that if you don't get the right spot, it might be a hard time seeing it. I was um, probably two thirds the way down Main Street towards the entrance coming in. And I have spectacular video and photos of the castle at that distance. So to, from Main Street, from these new viewing areas that they have, uh, even from Tomorrowland, which uh, I was very appreciative. Uh, we've been there when the park has been at max capacity. We've been there uh, when we felt it was over capacity, you know, which really made viewing of the castle in those areas very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. But I did appreciate the park announcements of these areas are, are now full. We have additional at this part, this part. So they were kind of directing by vocal commands, not just worried about uh, painter's tape on the ground or posting ropes or anything like that. But I I think anybody who wanted to see it, um, I know the the, uh, the finality of the, the show and the fireworks at the end, we watch from Tomorrowland. Hmm. And but I also knew the Tinkerbell was coming that way, yeah. <laughs> so you know it was coming right overhead towards us, and so you know we had a great vantage point of all that. But I would think clear down Main Street, uh, it, you're in a shop. There's no reason you're not seeing the yeah. the spectacular on the castle. So I, that's good to hear because I've heard some people worried about being able to see with all the projections. Do they still do projections down Main Street, like on the shops and stuff like that? We didn't see any this time. Okay, because Disneyland I know did that, but I didn't know the World follow up. When when they were doing some renovations, and this had been two or three years ago when when we were last there, uh, they did have some projections up on on the stores and and buildings along Main Street, and it was mesh silk silk screen mesh. So it looked like the existing building or the building it was going to become, but it went out and around the construction area. So instead of walling it up, they were using the mesh fabric and you would then they had projectors across the street. So you would see 
in in a silkscreen fabric, you'd see Mickey's face come up, and Mickey would wave at people, <laughs> or somebody else would, you know, uh, Pluto would wave from a window and then go away. So it made it interesting, yeah. And but also acknowledging, hey, we're doing construction yeah, here, we're working on but something. but you know, for your experience and your picture, you're going to take a picture of this, and it's still going to look like Main Street to you, right? Even though we're renovating these upper levels and stories of these buildings and freshen them up, they keep that experience alive. Because I think for a lot of people, you know, we've been very fortunate being able to go a number of times. But a lot of people, they'll be a one-off and they'll never get to go back or not yeah. ever have opportunities to. So they really try to keep that experience alive for people and not short-sight them by, you know, renovation or construction going on. So on Main Street, do they actually have any of the work going? Because they're, they're actually building a recreation of an old theater from Kansas City that's going to be on Main Street now, which I think they're... I think it might actually, they might use it as a little bit of a theater, maybe showing some of the cartoons they used to show over in one section. I'm not sure exactly the full purpose, but I think that's what we've heard. Okay. But it's a theater that Walt probably went to here in Kansas City and watched a lot of films. They're actually recreating this old theater that's uh, that's on what they now call like Mark Twain Corner, which I think I know where that is. There's like a Mark Twain statue in Kansas City I've seen downtown. Because uh, unfortunately, that theater doesn't exist. But I don't know if they've started work or if they're going to wait until after the holidays before they. There was no construction on, on Main, on Main Street, Street whatsoever. Yeah, so it, we know it's coming, just not yet. Right. The uh, they yeah. got six months between seasons. You know, you're generally they'll probably right jump uh, on it then. Uh, where they would, I mean, there's a number of alleys. Of course, they you know uh, that they could you know expand back into mm-hmm. off of Main Street where you know character entrances. Um, uh, fire medical can come out of. I mean, they're wide enough to bring out emergency vehicles, things like that. So, I mean, there, there's there's opportunity, but there was no signs of any construction going on so, at this time. Not yet. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, they got plenty of off-season time. So, uh, we still got a little bit of time to talk about the actual trips, you know. Because um, you were down there, you know, hanging out at the beach for a while there at the home before you actually went into the park. So. We did. We did. We, we play it by ear when we go down. Uh, we look at the weather. You know, we kind of dictate by... You know, the day we were in the park, we were very fortunate. It was about 60 degrees. It was the coolest day we were there. So, you know, we looked at the the forecast and went, oh, it's going to be 75, 80. Let's go to the beach today. <laughs> uh, you know, being having a home in central Florida affords us to, in an hour and 20 minutes, we can be on either coast. And we did just that. We went to Anna Marie Island, uh, south of Tampa. Uh, we have a favorite spot that we stay over in Daytona Beach Shores, uh, you still get the benefit of driving on the beach, but you get the nice uh, flat beach. We go down to Cocoa, went down to Vero Beach, went down to Melbourne Beach. Uh, they're a little more, of course, sand, a little little higher dunes and rise. We hadn't been there for a while, so it was nice to go down. And, and again, we kind of looked at looked at the forecast. <laughs> it's going to be 72 here. It's going to be 82, 10 miles south. We're going to go 10 miles south. Sure. So, you know, had, t- had fun to play. Uh, it was an overcast day for uh, when we got up and went, mm, let's go to the park. Um, and we let the kids dictate what they want to do. You know, we've done, I wouldn't say we've been there and done it, but we have. So if, if they w- pick that. So they're like, eh, it's going to be kind of a cloudy day. Let's go. It's a good day for the park. And it is. It, the park photographs great on those days. Uh, it's a little bit cool. Uh, so you throw a sweatshirt on. So uh, I had shorts on all day. Um, you know, it's 60 degrees, and I'm, it was, you know, 60 degrees warmer than where I was living. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was very, very appreciative of that. But it made for a very nice day. Nobody was cold. Um, it was really, in fact, a number of people had, had sent me messages, you know, it's park busy, park busy. And really, the park wasn't busy. It what wasn't. Was that, was that like the 26th, like right after Christmas? No, I think we went, 
the 28th. 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 So all the people that came for Christmas had cleared out, so you have that little bit of gap. Right. There's a, there's a little bit of a lull right mm-hmm. there. Of course, the one of the things that we heard, which made the news down there, made all the major network stations, was the park had closed. Uh, due to occupancy, so they'd actually shut down shut the Magic say, Kingdom, here. <laughs> and they'd maxed out on occupancy, mm-hmm. and that was Christmas Day, which has happened. You know, uh, we had one other experience in December. It wasn't Christmas Day. In fact, it was, uh, I think it was 27th or 28th, so it'd been a couple days after Christmas, that we got to the gates, went to pay for parking. We get up there and, and you know, the signs were down for parking fees. And it was like, I know there's a $20 parking fee or a $10, whatever it was then. And they go, well, the park's at capacity today. We can't let you in. If you want to just follow these on around, you'll have to either go to one of our other parks or come back and try it again tomorrow. So that's why the fees were down because they weren't accepting anybody yeah, else. They, they didn't want to pay to park and then, sorry, we can't get you in. Right. They coned you on around and, and and sent you back out the exit. Uh, very nice about it. So, uh, so again, if with those type of capacities, you know, uh, people may have gotten their line share of going, so we may have rode that lull. It did get busy 1, 2 o'clock, yeah. but I would say by dinner, the park was already thinning out again, so 5, 6 o'clock-ish, we'd headed back over to the Liberty Tree Cafe for dinner, had a Chippendale character dinner it was it, it looked deserted mm. so you know again it was great for rides afterwards yeah, you get to ride everything you possibly could think of the only thing we didn't do was splash mountain but but it was a bit a chilly cold. a little chilly a little for cold. that one did get uh, shot in the head in um uh, pirates of the caribbean when uh, barbosa who's now on the the pirate ship uh, is firing one of the water blast came up and, and clipped both me and my son huh. right right across our bow uh, <laughs> caught him in one side of his head and caught me across the forehead on me. Uh, we, we, it was funny. Uh, we'd never really been splashed by cannon fire before. Yeah, and that's all the a new one. Because normally it's, it's like steam. I think that they shoot out. Well, steam comes it. out, but yeah. but then they've got uh, they're loaded in in the Ooh, that, to make the splash. The splash. Oh, and this this that's one. What got you. This one was actually more like a stream that came that came through. But we'd never, I mean, little drops here and there, but that's the first time we'd actually gotten hit by something. <laughs> but again, you're in the interior of a ride, yeah, you know, and it's not it's, that bad. No, no, it's not like you're whizzing along at, you know, 25 miles an hour on a on a yeah. uh, mine car and, you know, mm-hmm. and having to go through the briar patch and then drop down through the water and all that. And But yeah, other, other than the one water ride, that was, you know, we were able to take full advantage of the park. And like I said, it was nice and cool. Um, you got to do the uh, Dwarves Minecart. We did. That was the first time first, for you? First time we watched that being constructed. Um, that and we'd, we'd been in the Aero's Grotto, which uh, this is, well, it goes back to the 20,000 leagues under the sea. Yeah, That's that right part of yeah. that air. That, but even they had changed the Aero's Ride. Yeah, from, we got a new ride in there. For, from the last time we were there. So the, between that and the, and the uh, dwarfs, that was fun. That was a new new experience for us. We hadn't, we'd been able to watch them being built, but but hadn't uh, been able to ride those rides. So, um, and that was fun. It was uh, uh, one gentleman, we'd had fast passes for that. And uh, he asked us when we got there, he goes, uh, he goes, how long have you been waiting? I said, oh, I don't know, maybe two minutes to walk in here. He goes, we were in line for three hours. Oh, my goodness. And so he did. So it, it was uh, 180 some odd minutes when we got in there on the on the time for it. So if you if you didn't have a fast pass and you just waited, it was about a three hour. Great ride. F- 
fun, uh, smooth roller coaster, lots of um, uh, fairly gentle on the drops and things. And uh, um, so I, I, I really appreciated that. Uh, fun little interlude in the middle of it with, when you get into the, the gym mine and there's all the uh, dwarfs in there mining away and uh, that was neat. And then the ride takes off again. <laughs> so, you know, to, to have that little interlude and they, and they do that in, uh, it's a Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, they, they've got a, they've got another one that's, or is it Splash Mountain? One, one of those two, they've got a little interlude in the middle it's the one in the briar patch. Yeah, so, that would be Splash Mountain. Yeah, Splash you Mountain, have, yeah. You have a little bit of a, I think, a minor drop uh, as the, the story kind of changes before they drop you in the big drop, and then you have right. the nice little finale there mm-hmm. and zippity doo dah, and everybody wins. Right, and and you know that's and that's kind of the you know that was it's it's unique because usually once the roller coaster gets going, it's going. Yeah, uh, Space Mountain, it goes. Uh, Rock and Roll Roller Coaster, it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Yeti, it goes. You know, this was a nice little change that, you know, oh, hey, we're going to take our time. You got a chance to really enjoy it, kind of slow things down. Uh, it's not a terribly long ride, uh, not for a three-hour wait, Yeah, but uh, but done very, very well. We were, we were really impressed and got to ride that one a couple of times. Cool. How hard was it getting on Peter Pan? Because usually people complain about the wait for that one. We were uh, fortunate again. We did the fast pass, so it, it took us like five minutes to get on there. But you know, the lines to, to look at it, I think, were like ninety minutes. Oh, wow. So, so I, in the grand scheme of things, uh, it's a small world was longer across the street. So, hmm. which was usually surprising. Usually, that one clips along a little, little better than Peter Pan. But no, yeah. we were, we were on. Like I said, within five minutes we were on that one, and but the lines didn't didn't look too long to yeah. get on. So you didn't get to see though any of the interior. Like during the queue, they've added these new projections where you get to go through the uh, the the bedroom and all this kind of thing. So right, some fun stuff. So you didn't get to see. Any no, of no. When you do the fast pass, you, you just right cut right in. The one the one neat part of of being in a queue that that I had never experienced was with the Dumbo ride, and the Dumbo ride now is two Dumbo mm-hmm. rides. And when you're in the queue, you get up to a point, and then they put you in a holding room. So instead of standing in a line with a bunch of kids, they have an interactive play area. So oh, you neat. you get off. You're told when, when you see all the signage as you're coming up that you're going to wait the same amount of time as you would stand in a line. But instead, you've got it looks like a circus. Oh, cool! And you know the the whole big top. So you've got the wooden bleachers. So you've got a place to go in and sit down and wait. Kids have uh, interactive uh, tunnels and climbing and swinging things that they can play on, burn off a little energy, mm-hmm. and then they everybody gets a card, and they'll say, we've got the red E. E is an elephant. Come on up. Or uh, C is in cricket. Come on up. <laughs> and you get in, and then you go, you go around, and, oh, it's maybe a three-minute wait until you're on the ride. Wow. And they're and they're constantly populating. Now the day we were there, the fast pass was one ride, and the walk up was the other ride. And there, the queues were just about the same yeah. for that. But it was a night. It was it was uh, thinking outside the box. Why why create more lines for everybody to stand in, especially an interactive kids ride yeah. like yeah. that? Let's let's let them you know sit down. Let's let them you know burn off a little steam. They're still going to wait the same as they'd be in a queue. And everybody had fun. Yeah. So that was a neat change. Uh, again, it, it wasn't done the last time we were there, so we yeah. all had fun doing it. So 
Did you see the Jingle Cruise active, or was it Jungle Cruise? Because I've heard that it's, I think Disneyland, they didn't change it over for Jingle Cruise. They just make a little bit of change in what they say, but I don't know if Walt Disney World followed up with no, Jingle Cruise it, or anything. No, it just, just the regular. It was a regular yeah. Jungle Cruise. Yeah, I think Jingle, Jingle Cruise may be dead. Yeah. Because well, I guess it wasn't different enough. They, they would tell Christmas-themed jokes, put decorations on, you know, some of the animals, stuff like that. Right. Um, I guess it didn't catch on. I would like to have seen it. Yeah, it's, I mean... They're corny jokes. Yeah, and, that's why we write it. Right, and it, it it very well could have fun doing that, but um, this was just a regular Jungle Cruise. Uh, well, that's, that's sad, because I would like to have gone for Christmas sometime just to see the Jingle Cruise. I highly recommend it. You know, that whole season, you've got from, you know, All Saints Day, November 1st, till uh, after the first of the year that the park mm-hmm. is all decorated. Um, the lighted Christmas parade. Chris, you know, if you tune in, you know, an ABC affiliate, you get to see the the, the Christmas show. Yeah, you get to see a little bit of the yeah. parade with a whole lot of who are these people again singing? Right. Uh, but you know, it's that same parade that you get to see. You get to see the lighted Christmas parade at night. They've got the daytime parades, and it uh, fun, interactive. The stage shows, uh, very fun theme for the holidays. Um, lots Elsa of the rain supreme, <laughs> right? Right, <laughs> yeah. The uh, yeah, they lo- love the princesses. You know, the the whole uh, Stitch family uh, is is real big. Wow. Uh, of course, Moana. Yeah. You know, again, you know, they you know tying in all that. You know, all the Pixar. I mean, they, they find ways of incorporating. You know, little. You know, a character here, maybe an obscure character. Uh, first one time I saw this was uh, this year was the um, oh help me out it's uh, the Candyland ca- uh, uh, Sugar Rush from Wreck-It Ralph. Yes, yes, know? yes. It's got saw Wreck-It Ralph cool. and the 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 race car, which whatever the little girl's name was driving it. Oh, uh, um, but that uh, was Penelope something. Yeah, but but that was an actual float, and then and sweets, yeah, and then Wreck It Ralph was on a, a a float of his own. Cool. That was the first time I've seen those characters in a parade. So it it's you know they keep it fresh and you know mm-hmm. bring out some things that oh yeah. So and then and then they don't wear out all their their other characters yeah, that they have. So. Yeah, I think I saw on the television special they uh, had taken Max out with on Goofy's candy shop. They because I've actually still got the audio uh, where Goofy and Max are building this thing, and Max is like eating stuff. Yep, I'm working hard, Dad. And stuff, you know. And they've taken Max out, and uh, I forgot who they they put somebody else in place. Somebody a more recent character there with Goofy. Um, I don't remember who it was, but it was on the TV thing, yeah. so everybody hopefully saw that. So yeah, they uh, in fact they had a, a pretty neat special. They. Uh, uh, on one of the TV stations down there, and and it's a big enough area that they just run 24-hour local news, mm-hmm. um, mostly because of the beaches, the parks, uh, or the attractions as they call it. They don't That'd single out. That'd be a fun job anyone. to be the person who gets to host those little shows. Well, and one of the things they did was they uh, it was um, they went into the costuming world of Disney, and they were talking about um, all the costumers that they have for the cast. And that, you know, Mickey has 5,000 different outfits that they have there. And Mickey is, or Minnie is number two at 3,800 different outfits. And then they get into all the, and it was just fascinating that, you know, the, uh, to see their costume shop and the, because every, every performer has a custom mm-hmm. costume made for them. 
the cast members, the just the you know from the ride operators to uh, you know performers in the variety of costumes and and to see walls of of thread and pallet racks full of bolts of material. Uh, it w- it was you know just fascinating watching this and yeah. and then you know of course it was you know the, the the interview was with the costumer so it was actually a, a someone who would do some design work and sew these costumes. Yeah, that's something they've, they've done TV specials. They've shown like the the gardeners and a lot of specials. Sometimes on Freeform, they even showed a, a decorating Disney this year. That's something I don't think they they should do, but they haven't done yet. To show us the costuming area, that would be interesting. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, my wife was ready to go, but I was like, I'd really want to finish watching this. And, <laughs> yeah. and it was and it was just it was just a, it was a segment yeah. on on their regular news show. So, it, like I said, I, I found it you know fascinating. Just it was just another little glimpse into something that. We take for granted because yeah. that character comes out and is like, "Have we ever seen Mickey, Mickey in a gold sequin jacket before?" Or if we, you know, and, and then to find out there's five thousand different options yeah. depending on what show, what yeah. time of year, things like that. And that's there's a whole team, you know, that are you know you see a little snippet of it in the Disney Studios when they go through the uh, back lot. Tour, mm-hmm. you see, you see into you know some customers that are in there working and doing that, but it's just a you know a brief glimpse through some windows of people sitting at sewing machines, but to actually see this footage and and to see something that looked like a stadium size room full of customers and machines and layout and cutting tables and bolts and and of uh, fabric and thread, it was just fascinating. Uh, what do they have for a nighttime parade? Because I've, I've heard Paint the Night is going to be moving into the area. Uh, we're also going to have a Pixar play parade that I think has already moved in over in Hollywood Studios. But because uh, the, the Main Street Electrical Parade is supposed to be back at Disneyland. Yes. So I think we do have uh, Paint the Night is supposed to be showing at Walt Disney World. Did you find out about that? I, or see it? I did not see it. In fact, we it. were trying to grab literature because some of the literature was starting to transition. You know, they do it for a week. You know, they put out a handbill mm. for a week at a time so you know what's coming up. Which is smart marketing. If you yeah. see something like, oh, it's like tomorrow. Let's come back again tomorrow. Yeah. You know, as opposed to surprise. Uh, but, you, you know, even when we were there, you know, we were midweek. So it was, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm sure as it got closer, they would start, you know, cycling out and we'd find out what's going to be after yeah. this holiday. And I wasn't but, sure during Christmas if they would just keep the Christmas parades or if they would even show paint the night. I was kind of wondering about that. I know on the New Year's Eve that we spent in the park. It, w- it was still the same Christmas. The only thing that was different was the fireworks spectacular at midnight. Oh, yeah. That must have been huge. Yeah. And and during that time, of course, the park had stayed open, you know, from Christmas on. It's, it stays open till midnight. Whereas uh, Epcot and the Disney Studio and the, Mag- and the Animal Kingdom, they close earlier. They have earlier yeah. close time. But Magic Kingdom stays open to midnight. Um, but you just get an extra fireworks spectacular which rivals 4th of July that we've done yeah. there before. So that was, you know, pretty cool to see. But it was still the whole same Christmas parades, shows, the whole nine yards. So I, I, at least from my point of view, it runs till after the first of the year. And then sometime there's some magical night when you wake up and the, the park is normal. Yeah, yeah, and they're getting ready for Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they're tearing up Main Street here. They're going to do some refurbishment and kind of fix up some of the... Uh, uh, vehicles around Main Street. We just found that out last week. So, yeah, there's a lot of refurbishment about to kick off. I think they actually might have kicked it off this week. 
Uh, there are a lot of things we're going to start shutting down around the 8th, uh, but the, they do have a Lunar New Year celebration coming up very, very soon in Magic Kingdom, uh, which I reported on a while back, but uh, they might have some new information coming up. So if there's something new, then everybody listen here and we'll tell you about it because I will find out stuff. Because, yeah, that, they, they've got special costumes for Mickey even for that. For the Lunar New Year and nice. stuff, so it's going to be pretty good. Uh, but there's probably more stories you could tell. But I got to wrap this thing up because I need to get some lunch. So, but thanks for coming on and telling us about your trip because I figure you did a lot more than Magic Kingdom. We so. did, and I and I have some uh, other inside information about some other uh, companies that I work with that are down there in the Orlando area that have ties to the House of Mouse. So. And some things you can tell us and some things you probably can't. Exactly. So, well, yeah, we'll go over that some other time. But, uh, yeah, we need to wrap this little bit up. So I'll toss it back to me over in my home studio. deep-rooted cultural history stemming forth from lost civilization. Today I'd like to focus on that uh, river shrine ahead of us. The river shrine was built centuries ago and later wrecked in an earthquake. As the shrine sunk, the floodwaters came through and invited predators into the region, such as the crocodile, the cobra, the Bengal tiger. <laughs> Fun fact, tigers can jump 40 feet to attack their prey. Now, probably 30 so if she does jump, she'll go right over your heads and miss dramatically for your safety. Now, as for the crocodiles and cobras, they're looking for handouts. Don't be a handout. Let's keep moving, all right? It's nothing personal, but we don't want to stick around. We might end up in ruins, so get going, yeah? Bring it around. Up ahead, we're going to roll out to the elephant pool, or as I like to call it, a practical plethora of playful pachyderms perfectly posed for picture-taking perfection. But anyway... Yeah, have fun with that. I'll give you a moment to get acquainted with the herd here. If you want to get your devices out, take pictures, go wild, don't be shy. The elephants clearly have their trunks on. Up in the waterfall, that's Bertha, Bathe Beauty. She's been in the shower so long, by golly, she's covered in wrinkles from head to toe. A lot of that's because she doesn't iron. Not that we hold that against an elephant, of course. But anyway, uh, speaking of which, up ahead, we'll be making our way to the Jungle Cruise Observation Camp. Our checkpoint serves as a staging area for our new land-based expedition. If you don't know, oh dear, just a moment, please. Looks like suspicious activity at the camp. Oh, my golly. As much as I'd hate to say it, we got a piece of monkey business. Yeah, it's getting pretty bad out here. These guys are calling the shots. Frankly,
Time to make a new friend, ladies and gentlemen. On your left, the African bull elephant. An amazing sight, one of the rarest animals in the region. So take a good look at them while you can. Take it all in. This is a very short chance, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Frankly, we may never see another elephant like that again. Now, oh. <laughs> right. Um, yes, that... Thank you! That is another elephant. Uh, technically is another elephant like that again as well, so... You know, all that stuff I said, right? <laughs> Never mind. It's alright. We'll uh, come around to the African belt now. The clearing ahead of us serves as a mutual watering hole for predator and prey alike. So we get a large variety of gathered animals. There's gazelles, giraffes, gnu, gazebra. Uh, there's lions, apparently protecting a sleeping zebra, that's wild. No kidding, right? He looks dead tired. The humidity must have gotten to him. They dragged him into the shade to cool off. Now, uh, oh, good grief. All right, guys, I, I see a lot of things out here. You know, I mean, that's understandable, but that's, I, I don't, I'm sorry. That's a bunch of guys missing the point. <laughs> really, now, it's one thing to keep on top of the situation, but if they slip up there, uh, underwater, then that means they're mad underwater. Uh, they're never really happy to see us, and they certainly have us surrounded. So folks, I'm going to keep them back with a few warning shots. You might want to cover your ears up. Element of surprise. See that? The old click draw never fails. Scared them stiff. <laughs> Rest assured, as the captain of the vessel, I'm also a certifiable crackpot. Shot. Never mind. Moving on. Uh, we'll be coming about to headhunter territory. Lovely little place to be headed. Uh, I need a better way to phrase that. Uh, coming up, that's um, some sort of ceremony, I reckon. Let's see if I can translate. Nope, sorry. <laughs> that's all right, that's all right. We'll leave it be. No harm done. Now, uh, coming around, that, that is an ambush. Duck! Oh, gosh, that is an ambush. Duck and cover! Watch out for spears! I mean, we dodged them heroically right over our heads like the bad jokes. But more importantly, and without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, yes indeed, the backside of water, oh my gosh. What a fantastic composition here. Scientifically known as the O2H. See, informally it's the backside of H2O, but that's practically the same thing, scientifically. But not to be outdone around the corner here, just past the falls, we arrive in the Amazon. For those of you unfamiliar, the Amazon Basin is home to many rare and exotic plants, so I'll point that out. <laughs> there we are, one on each side for your convenience. Now, uh, if you listen carefully, you can... Today we're having a shrunken head sale, two for one, you know, double header. 
the weekend after all. We got two of his heads for one of yours. Take that as you will, if you ask me. Anyway, you slice it, you're coming out ahead with a guy. But anyway, folks, the good news, the good news, we've returned to civilization ahead of us. Adventureland Dock, home base, end of the line, the gateway back to civilization. So as we return you now, folks, I do want to say thank you for joining us, braving the call of adventure. Hope you had a good time today, and I hope today's adventure was as educational as it was enthralling. Let me tell you, folks, it takes a lot to get through a jungle like that, and you have what it takes, and I'm proud of that. We laughed, we cried, only the jokes died. It's good. It's good. We survived. Shut up once more. Well, that said, folks, you want to be careful, of course, uh, wherever you head out out there today, you want to be careful. It's a jungle out there. No, it isn't. The jungle in here out there for civilization. You already survived the jungle. So that pretty much means you're ready for anything, I suppose. And that's, uh, that's good, too. It's always good to be prepared. So as we approach the dock, remain seated, please, with hands, arms, feet, and legs inside of the boat. That way you don't scratch the dock and feel guilty about it. You hang tough here, guys. We'll go ahead and wrap her up, and the lads will move in to assist you from the boat just a short moment. Ready, steady? Welcome back, mates. You can stand when ready. Left side and back row can roll out the back door, kind of form a line through the back. If you're on the right side or the center seats, you can form a line that heads up the middle. Kind of just kind of take your time, Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true.